If you're finding that it's not uh, so easy to sustain the concentration on the in and the out-breath at the touching point, this morning I'd like to suggest a few possibilities for practice that may be helpful in developing a calm, tranquil, and more sustained focus of attention. The first, Pat has already spoken about uh, earlier on in the retreat, so I'll just be very brief with this one. And this is counting the breaths, counting at the end of each breath as the in, out, one, in, out, two, etc., and counting up to at least five breaths, but no more than eight or nine breaths. And it can be helpful to make a very gentle determination that during this time you won't let your mind drift, won't let the mind go anywhere else. But just be calm calmly aware of the breath. And you can do this for a little while, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, until you find that the breath has become more calm and there's a more calm awareness of the breath. And then you might choose to proceed to what we could call the next step. Or you could use this this particular practice suggestion on its own. And this is developing the awareness of whether the in and the out breaths are long or if they're short in duration. So very just very simply being aware, simply knowing, noticing that the breath is sometimes long in duration and sometimes short. And knowing this by being aware of the length of the time that the breath brushes against or touches your touching spot, the Anapana spot, wherever that is for you. And it's very important if you decide to explore, experiment with this uh, practice uh, possibility, it's very important to not purposely try to make the breath long or purposely try to make it short, but to just let it be the way it is naturally and notice it however it is. The third technique or skillful means of practice that uh, can be a help to develop a more sustained concentration is to bring in an intention to be aware of the whole breath from the very beginning of the in-breath all the way to the end 
of the out-breath. And you can stay with this one for a while. And it's also very important, as Pat and I have said over and over again, it's very important to remember to stay relaxed in the process. Not tensing, not tightening up in the process. So a gentle intention in the mind and heart to be aware of the whole breath from the very beginning of the in-breath to the end of the out-breath in a relaxed manner. And the last skillful means or uh, way of practicing that can help to steady the mind and steady the heart and to bring more focus and more tranquility is to go on being continuously aware of the breath from its very beginning all the way to its very end. And making a decision or a intention or a resolve to make the breath tranquil. And I'll talk about this a little bit in just a moment, what that means making a resolve or putting forth an intention internally. It's important with this way of practicing to do nothing else, just this. Otherwise, concentration will break up and fall away. So all you actually need to do with this is to decide internally, gently decide. It's not an order that you're giving to yourself. It's not harsh. It's a gentle, open-hearted resolve. A gentle, open-hearted intention. No tightness, no contraction around it. To decide to make the breath tranquil. And you can do this once. Say at the beginning of a sit. And then to just simply sit with it sit with the experience and be continuously aware of the breath. You don't keep making this resolve. So in other words, keeping the breath very clearly in the mind at the touching point from its beginning all the way through to its end with the intention to make it tranquil and you don't do anything else. So that's another possibility for you to experiment with in relationship to this practice. So four possibilities, and I'll just name them without re-explaining them. The first is counting the breaths, at least five, no more than eight or nine. 
The second is bringing mindful awareness to knowing if the breath is long or short. If the in-breath is long or short, the out-breath is long or short. They're most often not the same. The third is developing the mindful relationship to the breath from its very beginning, the very beginning of the in-breath, all the way through to the very end of the out-breath in a relaxed manner. And the last potential help with the practice is to keep continuously knowing the breath from its very beginning, connecting to it, receiving it and knowing it from its very beginning all the way through to its end and very gently doing this with the intention to make the breath tranquil. So continuing with an open heart, an open mind, a relaxed manner, with the practice.
to close our sit this morning, I'll offer a reflection about the power of the mind. In Buddhist understanding, the mind is not just the brain. In most Asian languages, it's understood that the word for heart-mind, heart-mind consciousness, is the same. Conscious energy is brain to heart, heart to mind. And the Buddha spoke about mind consciousness emanating from the energy center of the heart. And so we could say the mind is in its own place and in itself, as I think we all know, it can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. And so we cultivate the mind. This is our path. Mind is the forerunner of all things. So taking just a moment now and reflect on the most powerful mind state that you've ever had in your own life. Maybe rageful anger or depression or jealousy or ecstasy or love. So just take a moment and reflect on the most powerful or very powerful mind state that's happened in your heart-mind, in your life, whatever it's been. And how it really defined your world in that moment. In fact, how it transformed all of your perceptions. And with this reflection, we can understand, at least to some degree, with this brief reflection, how very powerful the mind, the heart, is. (coughs) And we can also see how other realms of the heart-mind, other realms of existence we could say, might be possible with the power of the mind.
and some words from the Buddha from the Dhammapada from the section called The Mind. Just as an arrow maker straightens an arrow shaft, a discerning person straightens her or his mind. So fickle and unsteady, so difficult to guard and control. The mind is mercurial, ever swift, hard to restrain, alighting where it wishes. How wonderful to master this mind. A tamed mind brings happiness. Let the discerning person watch over his or her mind, so difficult to perceive, so subtle, alighting where it wishes. A watchfully protected mind brings happiness. The mind travels far, is formless, and dwells in the cave of the heart. Those who will subdue it are liberated from the bonds of Mara. Mara in Buddhism being the personification of all of the afflictive states of mind. And the Buddha goes on in this section of the Dhammapada. Wisdom is not perfected in one whose mind is not steadfast, in one who doesn't know the good teaching, and in one whose faith wavers. Knowing the body to be as fragile as a clay pot, make the mind like a well-fortified city. Drive out Mara with the sword of insight. Then guard what you have won, remaining unattached. Whatever an enemy may do to an enemy or a hater to a hater, An ill-directed mind inflicts on oneself even greater harm. Neither mother, father, nor any other relative can do one greater good than one's own well-directed mind. And again from the Buddha, everything has mind in the lead, has mind in the forefront, is mind-made. If one speaks or acts with a pure mind, a pure heart, happiness will follow like a shadow that never leaves. And so we cultivate the mind. The heart. The heart-mind.
And it's small. Group meetings for some of you. Not so small, but group meetings for some of you. And walking for others. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.